Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat Podcast. I am your host, Adam Beacon. And guys, today we have Michael Tesh coming on. I think that's how you pronounce it. We'll ask him here in a second. But uh, coming on, he is the founder of Bass Boat Marketplace, a uh, newer place to list your bass boat at. This has always been kind of a thing. Uh, I currently am in the process of searching for a boat. I had just sold a boat this year. So it has been uh, something that I have spent a lot of time looking at different boats and different websites and all kinds of stuff, trying to find uh, find a platform. And uh, so Michael is uh, it has basically created a new platform with this mindset of trying to find a boat. So we will uh, we will bring him in to hear about BassBoatMarketplace.com. Michael, how's it going, man? Good, good. Yeah. Fall's finally here. The weather's cooling down here in Minnesota. It's getting me excited to get out and chase some smallmouth in the next few weeks. Heck yeah, man. Dude, it is uh yeah. Today, uh I'm I'm out here west in Colorado and it is like the first day that I've felt uh a, a, a cold, hard, you know, hard faced wind where I was just like, Oh man, this is this is not what it's been like. This is uh it's getting to it's getting to fall, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a good time of year. That, that first kind of cold snap gets you a little bit excited. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. Go chase uh, the fish, start putting on the feed bag. Uh, I don't know if you hunt at all, man. I mean, I'm, I'm itching to get out in the woods as well. It's just, uh, it's a good time of the year for sure. Yeah, definitely. Deer hunt a little bit when I can, but yeah, definitely a lot of fishing. Heck yeah, man. Awesome. Well, dude, uh, let's get into the show a little bit here. Let's talk first. I really wanted to just talk about Bass Boat Marketplace uh, and really dive into how you came up with things, why you did it, and and when it all started for you. So let's start with uh, kind of maybe how the idea came came in came up. You came up with the idea, <laughs> rather. Yeah, yeah. A few years ago, I was looking for a boat. Um, never end up, never ended up buying one, but, uh, I got pretty frustrated with the whole process of going through different Craigslist ads and different websites, Facebook marketplace, Facebook groups, and it all was just kind of cluttered and hard to search through. So, um, I kind of decided to, to throw my hat in the ring and all of it and, and try to create a website there. I was living with my sister at the time and she does uh, web design and some marketing. So we, we partnered up and, uh, are taking a swing at this whole thing. So it, it's been a couple of years to get to this point where, where we are now we've, we launched the website live about, uh, earlier this year. So we're, we're coming up close to a year that we've been officially live, but, uh, yeah, we've been gaining some good traction coming through and it, it's been good up to this point. Awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's cool. Kind of a family business situation, um, probably makes it, uh, a little bit uh, of a good situation to to have someone with that marketing and web design background because that stuff to me is just like man, it's way over my head. I'm just like so I don't know like anything related to making stuff look pretty. Like as far as with the Serious Angler podcast and with with Bailey and those like that is like that is Bailey man. Like I am not that guy when it comes to that stuff, um, dude. I, I think the biggest thing is you were kind of you, you saw a situation that you were struggling with and are like, you know, I think I can make this better. And it's, it's cool to see someone kind of go out and uh, go after it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There, there's some good things out there on some of these locations, some different websites, whatever it may be, but I really wanted to focus on um, the searchability functions of the website and really being able, able to narrow down what you're looking for when, uh, when a lot of boats start getting listed on the website. So uh, being able to search by price and year and make and model and just a generic search function was was a key. And then a must-have I had when we were coming up with the plan of all this was being able to search by distance. And that's integrated with Google Maps and um, just being able to to narrow down how far you want your search to, to go out to. And depending on how far you're willing to travel to go pick up a boat, I know many people are willing to travel across the country for, for a good deal on a bass boat. So um, having our website be able to have that function was like key to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And that's something unique. Um, I I've done it all. And like you're saying, as far as looking for boats, I mean, I have gone to probably every bass boat 
website you can uh, think of, as well as just like boat trader and those kinds of generic boat sites. Uh, I've even, what I've done too is like, okay, I look for like hubs, like, okay, uh, Houston area, Dallas, or, or, or these big Craigslist areas. And then there's, a, there's some websites that combine like Craigslist searches where you can search like all across the country and then Facebook marketplace. And it's like, man, if I added up the amount of hours that I've looked for bass boats, it would be <laughs> just, just, I mean, way too much, right? Like my employer wouldn't be happy. Like, I mean, just so many, so many things because that's, it takes so much time to try and find something. And it's a, uh, for most people, right? Not for like touring pros, but for the mo- most people, it's a big purchase that is going to be, uh, you'll have for a decent amount of time for the most part, you know? Um, so I think it's important to try and find something. And uh, it's just, man, there's not, it's a, it's a tough situation. And and I like, uh, I like the idea of trying to combine kind of taking the best of all of those situations with all these different sites and trying to build on top of that man with what you're doing yeah for sure and the used bass boat market right now is insane there's a ton of boats up for sale and they're going for ridiculous prices so being able to find a good deal on one right now is like it it's tough to do but they're out there and it's even more tough when they're you get a lot of boats and through all these different websites and like you're saying and trying to find special websites combining craigslist or whatever and it's not built for finding bass boats so your your keywords aren't really connecting and then um you find listings that are outdated the boat's no longer for sale that's a big issue going on out there and just uh, a lot of those things where um, listings get shared through different platforms and they're not owned by uh, the person who owns the boat so they're, they don't get updated by that person. So that was another thing that we really wanted to do was um, create each person that posts a boat, like a private seller that posts a boat through our website. You, you create your own profile on the website. And then from that website, you can um, edit your listing. If you got to change the price, change pictures, change description, whatever that may be, or delete your listing once it gets sold. So people quit calling you. Mm. Um, that, that was a big thing. And that's, really shines through with uh, our dealer partners. They seem to really like that feature where they can go through the automated form, um, upload all of their bass boat inventory, and then they can manage it all through um, their profile all on the site. There's no emailing back and forth. Hey, can you add this picture, change this, delete this, whatever they can, they can do it all. It's all automated and and hands off from that point. But yeah, it's nice. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, so the automation process to me kind of just on, on your side of things, right. It's going to benefit you guys not having to, you know, update everything and have someone call you and the emails and just like the unneeded stuff. I mean, that is something that I've, uh, really taken an interest in lately is figuring like automating processes in general. And if you can just pass that on to the consumer right who's selling the boat but at the same time it's super beneficial to them because they don't have to deal with all that extra time of doing everything i mean they can just um adjust adjust what they need to adjust on the price or the listing and it's it's all on that end so um i think that's a that's a good process for sure to uh get things done i mean when you say dealers right so um you know you see kind of the the bass boat uh, majority of, of online listings. Well, okay. The ma- majority of online listings that I'm looking at are going to be used boats, personal sellers. So it sounds like you also work with dealers. Uh, what does that kind of situation look like, uh, in comparison to maybe a private seller? Yeah. So we have, uh, two dealer partners right now that have access to list on the website, uh, Intune Marine, up mm-hmm. here in Richmond, Minnesota, and then uh, Boatworks down in Missouri and Osage Beach and Springfield. But uh, so they can list all of their used inventory that they have on there. And okay. then they can list all of the new inventory that they have in-house. Not not boats that they can have on order. It has to be something that they have uh, in their showroom or have access to at their physical location. Um, but then um, kind of lost my train of thought on that. But uh good sorry i'm just trying to like 
with like those with the dealer situation um uh, so to me i've always i've always kind of uh so so do they get like i guess pricing wise uh, and this is and just is my personal curiosity. You don't have to say specific numbers, but uh, I'm assuming that's a different setup than an individual when you're looking at the different ways to list your boat. Do they get like uh, a certain amount of listings or can they have like full access to listings or um, what, what does that kind of look like on the dealer side of things? Yeah. So um, the dealers, it's, it's different. Uh, a private seller obviously has a one-time fee to make a mm-hmm. listing. It's, it's all listed out on the website, but dealers have, um, either a monthly uh, fee that they can pay to get unlimited listings, or they can go with a, uh, a, a yearly package that we have. Um, it, it's 11 months free and then it, it gives them or 11 months paid and then one month free, <laughs> the one month free on the, on the discount there. But, uh, and then they get access to being a part of our dealer directory and then uh, a preferred dealer through us. There's, it's all, uh, it's, it's laid out on there. Um, but yeah, the, the dealers like it because um, I picked up where I left off before here, but the dealers okay. like it um, because typically a lot of their marketing is regional. And if, if they have used boats or they have a, a particular new boat in their showroom of a, a certain color or whatever it may be, uh, a lot of their marketing is regional, but by listing on our website, they're now getting a, a national reach. So there could be somebody down south that has never heard of that dealership or whatever, and they see a, a, a particular boat at Intune Marine up in Minnesota, and they go, "Hey, that's that's a good deal," or "Hey, that's exactly what I'm looking for," and and they can get in contact with the guys there and and, and come pick it up. Yeah, well, and um, kind of going back to your point earlier about people willing to travel for boats, it's kind of interesting. It seems to me like, you know, because I I run, I talk to buddies literally nonstop about boats that I'm looking at right now. And then, and, and to hear everyone's opinion, there's some people who are willing to go anywhere, right? They're like, look, if I can get it for this price, I'm going to drive across the country. And then there's other folks who are in the opposite camp. Like I've got a friend that's looking for a boat the same way I am. And, uh, he's like, dude, if it's not within 12, maybe eight hours, like it, it just, it's not going to make sense to him where I'm like, okay, well look at the numbers here. But then I got to catch myself too. If I'm looking at a boat in Florida, it's like, okay, how many extra thousand dollars am I going to spend traveling and time away from work or whatever it may be? Um, I'm curious too, your thoughts or if you found with, with any, uh, and again, what's nice, and maybe we should go through a basic description of what kind of bass boat marketplace is um, from the standpoint that you guys aren't dealing with any of the transactions, right? You guys are strictly advertising these boats boats for sale right yeah yeah we're we're just a marketing service um you're paying to have access to to our reach to our traffic coming on to the website and then and that's it we're not dealing with any of the transactions um we currently have a um a finance partner uh that Mm. we just launched here recently that partnership with so um, you can go through them. That's our, our preferred finance partner. And you can go through them and, and get financing for their boat. Um, we have in our radar looking for uh, a transportation partner, um, someone that you can uh, go through to, to maybe get a boat shipped uh, all or part of the way to you, wherever, wherever you may be. So uh, we have access to kind of those, those things. But other than that, we're, we're strictly marketing. Sure. And, and um, yeah, that's kind of the, where I was going with the transportation right like i wonder if there is a i mean i mean there's like hot shotters right or guys that are like for hire will trailer something to you and um that'd be an interesting lineup man i feel like that would be a good uh kind of all-encompassing you've got the financing if you could get the transportation nailed down i mean you could be just um you know kind of sending people around uh all over the place with boats yeah i know like uh some dealers will have um you know, some guys on call or whatever it may be and trucks and they'll, they'll drive a certain, certain distance to, to drop off boats. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely like the idea of it. We're, we're looking for some sort of transportation partner. If, if the right deal comes along and, and they're a good company, then, uh, then we're, we're definitely going to go that route. Awesome, man. Um, let's go through a couple of the packages for someone looking to, to sell their boat. Uh, where do those kind of start at and uh, what's kind of the, the fee structure and that kind of a thing? Yeah, currently um, 
we have three packages set up on the website right now uh, for private sellers. So the first one is a silver package, and that one's uh, currently listed at uh, $30. So that gets you um, your pictures on there, all of that, your listing on there, and then we're going to share it through our social media, our, our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, that's kind of our base package. You get all of that included in that. And then when you step up to a gold package, which is currently $75 for your listing, um, that includes everything the silver package has. And then we're going to do a paid social media ad with your listing. So it's going to boost it out there to get more exposure, get more eyes on it. And then you're going to get um, a featured top post is what we call it. So if you go onto the website right now and scroll down to the bottom of the front page, there's, I think there's two currently um, boats listed there. They have a special um, uh, first image, uh, a thumbnail there. So that's all included in that. You get a you rotating image on the home page, and you get a little uh, flagged uh, featured post, and as well as the, the upgraded thumbnail picture. So um, that's our second option, and then our third option is um, something that we're still working on. It, it hasn't happened yet, but it's actually with uh, uh, Bass Talk Live, where um, we were talking to Matt and Mark there. On yeah, yeah, there it is. Uh, with uh, Matt and Mark there to to try to try out a special show where uh, people can go on and, and sell their boats uh, live to, to the Bass Talk Live audience. So a cool concept. We're still, we're still working on it and um, trying to find the time for it all. I know those guys are super busy. Yeah, for sure. It seems like, uh, yeah, Matt and Mark are always super busy and Mark is just always going, 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 but uh, very cool, man. I, I like that concept. And I think that, uh, you know, they've got a fantastic audience. I listen to the show all the time. I talk to Matt and, uh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a cool thing. And I, I think that, um, that could be a really good situation. I, I was uh, curious. I think I heard, I heard, uh, an episode of, of Mark talking about it and I was thinking about, uh, how that would be kind of cool, especially the position I'm in looking for boats right now, um, to see someone come on and, you know, try and you know not necessarily upsell but i guess try and uh you know show off their boat to the right yeah. audience yeah it's really cool i mean it was it's all mark's idea and he's got the platform for it and the audience and i think it's uh provides a, a cool opportunity for for anybody if if they want to get on there and do it but uh yeah we'll see how it goes coming up here um if we can uh get it all worked out and get it live. But yeah, I really like the idea. I think, I think it's really cool. It kind of goes back to the old, uh, the old radio shows back in the day of like uh, people calling in with whatever they have and hey, it's 20 bucks for his chainsaw or whatever it may be. So yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool. People are just bartering over the air, man. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Um, man. So as far as just uh, the company, how, how I guess, Bass Boat Marketplace is receiving income, right? I can I see like the the listing income, the dealer income. I guess kind of any partnering situations is that kind of really the the different revenue streams that you you are looking for with this brand and everything. Yeah, yeah. So right now it's it's a listing income, uh, dealer partner income, and then uh, affiliate income, basically. Okay. So affiliates through the finance company, potential affiliates through um, transportation companies and then insurance, as traffic right. continues to grow and yeah, insurance is definitely a good one too. Um, that's something that we've, we've thought about. We're just trying to uh, identify uh, potential companies to, to talk to about it. But, and as, as the website traffic grows, I mean, there's just typical um, banner ads and, and stuff that we can, we can do through that. Um, ideally I would like to transition the website to having uh, free listings that's mm. kind of a, a future vision of mine is, is make the whole listing process free. Um, but we need to kind of boost up some of this other, you know, whether it's affiliate or, or ad advertising banner income or whatever, just to, to be sustainable on that front. I mean, we're spending a lot on marketing at this point. So it's mm. pretty much everything we get in on listings plus some is going to marketing. <laughs> yep. Uh, start, start now. Uh, we have Adam Bartusek yeah. uh, helping us out with that. It's been going pretty well. So that's just, I mean, we're, we're focusing a lot on marketing. That's, I mean, that's what we are. We're a marketing service and uh, we mm -hmm. have the obligation to do
do the best we can with our marketing for to represent the people that are putting their boats out, paying for the listings to put their boats out on there so we can get them sold for them. Yeah, exactly, man. Bart's a good, a good buddy of mine, and uh, I'll, I'll actually be fishing with him uh, at the um, Bass BASS uh, National Team Tournament down in uh, Alabama um, in December. We're actually staying together. Should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound fun. Hopefully it goes better for him than uh, this last week for him. I know, man. I saw that. I was just like, oh, man. That's not a good feeling. Learning experiences. That's all, all it dude, is. Uh, uh, I think every tournament angler's been there, man. If you haven't, then you haven't fished enough tournaments because that just yeah. that happens so much. <laughs> but uh, no, exactly. It's good. It's good to see that. Um, you know, to me, yeah. Like I feel like right now, what the really the the main goal is to grow, right, and just get as much website traffic as possible, and trying to just. Uh, build the listings it seems right as far as just getting a bunch of listings on there and that equates to more traffic and um i like the long-term vision man of of not having a fee associated with it if you can bump up those other income streams really um man no fee i think uh, really ever everyone would be listing there right i mean it, that's why you see like the hesitation to some people like for instance so so i just listed my boat this last year in the beginning of the summer, because I knew that I had, uh, I wanted to give myself a window and not wait until this fall to sell my boat when everyone lists their boat. Um, yep. so I was kind of hesitant when it came to, uh, any listing fees or anything like that, because I was like, okay, look, I, I think I can manage my way around some of this stuff and I'm on enough pages on Facebook and enough craigslist ads and the boat market was crazy hot also by the way so that kind of helped but uh i i really didn't want to i kind of gave myself like okay if i if i can't sell it in two or three months then i'll maybe look at some of these fee options so i i really like that concept in the future and i understand why you're going to have to charge people you know now especially i mean I, I from my little bit of experience with work of what we did pay to build a website it wasn't cheap and uh you know, I mean, I understand the concept, but I really like that thought process. I don't think that that, I think that would be kind of uh, unique when it comes to a specific search website. And um, I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. It may, I don't know how long it'll take you to get there, but I hope it, I hope it happens for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not too long. I mean, um, our, our, the listing side of it is, is uh, pretty much dialed in. I think it's uh, that whole process is working really well. We have, it's not perfect yet. I mean, we, we have a lot of things that we're keeping track of that we like, we don't like, we're getting feedback from people and we're kind of compile compiling all of this together. And we're going to look at um, doing like a, a full redesign on a lot of this stuff and, and launching out a new website, hopefully in the next uh, a year or two, as we continue to grow. And then hopefully at that point, when the new website launches would be the plan of launching that new website as, uh, free listings going forward from there. Um, but yeah, it, it's an interesting concept. Um, and it, um, might muddy the water a little bit on some of that, like recurring income we'd have from dealers, uh, uh, on how to, yeah. um, continue those partnerships and provide value to them with, uh, while still getting something in return that, uh, that might be a little bit challenging just to, to drop that side of the income out of it. But, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's more important to, to boost the traffic and, and get as many boats on there as possible, get as many eyes on there as possible so that uh, people can get their boats sold. Exactly, man. So it turns into a marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. Big, that's big the marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, man, if you, if you had, if someone came to you and said, okay, how or why should I list my boat here? What would kind of your response be? Yeah. Um, I think it makes it easier. I mean, you just have to list in one spot and then we're the ones putting it out there on social media and it's all tied back, um, to the listing on the website that you are in control of. Mm. So if you do end up deleting it or whatever, your, your phone number's not out there tied to any listings that you may have forgot or anything like that, where you're not going to get calls from people six months from now asking if they can buy your boat. It's, it's over and done with when you say it is. And, uh, um, that's definitely one big reason. And like, you know, we're, 
we're focused so much on the marketing aspect of the social media side and just pushing it out there. And we're just continually growing. I, I think those are just, those are definitely like two of the main reasons I would say. I like it, man. And those would definitely have uh, pertained to me selling my boat, you know, just earlier this year. Um, because yeah, it's kind of a pain to keep track of everything on all different places. And I like the, uh, the easy, you know, sometimes the simpler, the easier it is. It's, it's worth it for the money and things I'm starting to find out in life. It's like, sometimes it's just, it's just worth it to make it simple because you spend way too much time that, that you could have been making money or doing something else with. Yeah, for sure. And, and like a Craigslist ad or a Facebook marketplace ad, like those are more focused on regionals and, and we're getting a national reach. So, I mean, that's another advantage for us. Sure. Sure. I like it. Um, Man, as far as the time period that we're in now, kind of transitioning into our fall, winter time period, and I know that this is all kind of new with the website and looking at boats and stuff, um, is this, what kind of a time period are we in? Is this kind of more of a seller's market, a buyer's market? Where do you see kind of as far as selling boats goes right now? Um. I would say it's probably more of a buyer's market right now. Um, there's a lot of inventory out there. There's a lot of people this time of year that are trying to to get rid of their boats and they're trying to get ready, getting their new boats for next year. Um, a lot of boats that are a year or two old, people that have boat deals or people that just like having the latest and greatest, they're trying to dump what they had for this tournament season and they're, they're getting into their next rig for next year, getting everything prepared there. But um, yeah, this, this is the time of year I would say is, is the best time to, to find a good deal out there for sure. I think you could find deals all year long, but this is definitely the, the highest uh, quantity of deals is this time of year. Yeah, dude, I'd, I'd agree with that. Uh, especially just being in the market right now and really looking for probably the last six months, just trying to find a deal. It, it seems like, uh, the last month or three weeks or so i have seen such an uptick in boats going for sale it is crazy i mean like it's like now i get a notification or i look every day you know for kind of what i'm looking for and it's uh man it seems like it's it's the time and i'm glad that i have my boat sold so that i can be looking this time and and uh try and find a deal the trick is i just got to get one bought before that tournament in december now if i didn't qualify for that i would have waited a little bit but now we got to get one bought a little earlier yeah yeah that that seems to happen quite a bit people people get themselves under the gun a little bit to to get into the boat for a, a the next coming tournament series or or whatever it may be yeah it does seem to kind of happen and i think uh i guess the only benefit that it's that it's in alabama is that it, it's made me kind of look further that way because I'm willing to get a boat and leave it somewhere, somewhere close by after I, I run it and everything else or find a friend or somebody that's willing to let me park it there for whatever, however long, and then drive, drive my truck out there to go fish the actual tournament um, is kind of what I've considered lately anyway. Yeah. That's not a bad plan. It kind of opens it up a little bit. Yeah. Makes it, makes me look, uh, just at more boats in different places, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, do you, do you see any, and, uh, do you see any specific boats in your eyes right now that are kind of holding value more so than, uh, maybe some of the higher, higher holding value boats that you see, uh, compared to other boats, or is it all kind of really specific to each person? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, a lot of these newer boats um, are holding their value, I think, um, probably more than you would think at this point. I mean, there's a, a lot of boats that a lot of people think are overpriced right now. And I think it's just because they're, they're just holding their value more than they have in the past and just, just the, uh, the economy we're living in right now. But uh, um, highly desirable boats will definitely hold their value. Um, older champions. I mean, mm -hmm. people love those boats. They'll, they'll go uh, one in a good, in good condition. I should say, if you find yeah. one in good condition, you, you'll get a premium for it. Um, so, so things like that, highly desirable models. If something's discontinued and a lot of people really like a specific 
hull design on an older boat, um, those will hold their value pretty well. But no, I think, uh, I think for the most part, like a lot of these boats are, are holding their value really well. Yeah, that's what it seems. And I think that like, uh, we've seen, uh, you know, a couple of these, the, uh, and I'm just on a bunch of forums, right. As far as all these different brands that I personally like, and guys are, are complaining big time about, um, the guys who do buy new boats every year are pretty close to that are the price increases, right? It's like, Oh, uh, the list price went up 12% this year. And it's like, kind of, like you said, the economy we're living in, well, all this stuff is really hard to get right now. Motors are hard to get all this kind of stuff. And so then that whole used market's also like, okay, there's, there's even more of a barrier to entry to get a new boat now. Well, the used boat guys are like, okay, well, I mean, there's some guys that I've personally talked to that have flipped boats that paid full price that have flipped boats and been pretty dang close to de- dead even or made thousand bucks, 2000 bucks off of running their boat for a season, which is just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know somebody who uh, has a, a 2005 boat that they bought, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, and they could sell it right now for the same price, if not more than what they bought it for. It's uh it's crazy. It's crazy. You, you don't think of boats or any you know cars or anything like that as as anything that might appreciate in value over time. It's it's usually d- depreciated. It's usually the opposite. And, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's crazy to me. Um, but I yeah, like you said, the desirables, man. There's there's some like almost like cult style followings, like like you said with the champion guys, and then there's just some. Uh, so I had a legend bass boat. And there's some guys who really like those legends, man. And I really like mine. I just, I wanted something that they were still making, you know, uh, is what I'm looking to get into. And, uh, but there's some guys who really like, uh, well on BTL, Frank Scalish still runs a legend and because he likes the way it's set up for him on the great lakes and the big water. Um, there's just, there's some cool kind of discontinued things. That's where I guess you could say, uh, maybe it's not a, de- as long as the boat stays in good shape, right. As long as you're not doing major damage to it. Um, it's kind of a, an interesting concept to me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of the cool thing about the used market is you, you can get access to all of those, uh, those hidden gems and whether it's a boat that's Barn in. Lines. So, yeah. 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 Especially that. And the, you know, anything discontinued, anything that's been kept in great shape, it's, it's all out there. It's just uh, finding it is key. Yeah, exactly. It's just a matter of finding it. And that's what you're trying to solve. So I like it. Um, man, you know, another, another, uh, kind of, kind of thought, or I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Just, just being from the side of looking at all these different boats and, and malls and everything. Are you, do you think that we're going to start seeing electric outboards? Oof. Um, engineering question kind of this is like you see all these electric cars coming out like i'm i'm curious to see if people are going to start uh start running electric outboards or if that's even going to be a thing i would say um people are definitely thinking about it the manufacturers are definitely thinking about it i just i don't know how feasible it is uh with the technology right now um but yeah i it's it's really tough to say i mean i don't i don't know enough about what's going out there. I know that there's some, some smaller electric outboards right now that are, that are coming out, but, uh, to get anything comparable to like a, a two is, I think it's a, a ways out still. Yeah. Well, and to me, just, uh, from a tournament perspective, it's the same issue that I have with like, I think that if I, I would, I would love to have like a, a an electric car for driving around town or something, but if I'm, you know, where I take my truck, it's a hunting or a fishing trip that I'm going to be going miles and miles and miles. And so range, I think could be an issue, especially like a tournament guy, you know, as, as far as a bass boat goes, but maybe like if you live on a, um, 1500 acre Lake and you're just, you, that's all you're doing. I mean, and, and your batteries or, you know, are going to last eight hours or something. It's like, man, it might be something kind of feasible in the future. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If, if, uh, you're not trying to break any speed records or are okay with a little bit uh, smaller motor, then yeah, that might be, that might be a great option. Another thing I'd maybe worry about doing tournaments is uh, making sure the motor charged uh, overnight. 
Yeah. And between yeah, tournament and taste, uh, same that, would, that would be a big thing. Yeah. I already have many panic attacks waking up in the middle of the night, making sure my, my boat's still plugged in. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that the, the whole motor too. Exactly. No, I, I, I mean, and I don't know. I think everyone's experienced in, in a tournament. If you spend enough time traveling to tournaments, you've woke up and maybe everyone had their boats hooked up to the hotel and the circuit blew and no one's boats charged or you got half a charge or, you know, I don't know. I, I even had one time at a campsite, somehow the wind blew like the, uh, this something fell on top of the plug and it knocked my plug. I think that's what happened because I came outside and I saw like a broken like bottle of something that fell and my plug was gone. I was like, <laughs> what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> but I didn't have, I had, we had to fish the trolling motor died at like one thirty. the rest of the day we were sitting there on the big motor, but man. Yeah. I've definitely um, stayed in some sketchy places. Uh, definitely say college fishing that I've, I came out in the morning and my, my boat was unplugged and someone had definitely been uh, messing around out there, whether, you know, unhooking safety chains or unhooking a trailer, you know, whatever it may be. It's uh, you, you never know. Yeah. It, it's just weird stuff. Um, well, that's kind of a side tangent, but uh, you know, what is, what are your personal, I'm curious, what are, what are the boats that you like? What boats do you, you said that you were, looking at boats a little bit like what kind of boats are you interested in uh or are you kind of a guy who's like look if it's a deal on any boat that's what i like or what kind of boats do you like riding in what's kind of your thoughts around that yeah so at, at this point i'm i'm kind of looking at anything that's that's a deal um, um specifically to my situation right now um my tow vehicle is going to be a six-cylinder chevy equinox so i'm going to be looking for something a little bit smaller or even in an aluminum boat. So I'm looking at some like 19 foot, uh, expresses, something yeah. like that. That's going to be a little bit easier to, to pull with my specific situation, but also kind of, uh, a little bit bigger to kind of get around and, and, and be okay with. Um, I've been a co-angler for uh, a long time now. So I've ridden in a ton of different boats. I'd say, uh, Phoenix is definitely one of my favorite, um, mm -hmm these new skeeters are really nice. Also. I mean, any of these new boats are that it's they're crazy. making right now are they're just top of the line. I mean, if you're, if you haven't been to a boat dealership or any show or anything like that in a while to look at these new boats that they're making right now, it's, it's unreal how, how big they are and, and how nice they are. It's like you, you see them online and you look at the prices and it kind of blows your mind. Then you see them in person. And it's like, geez, these <laughs> things are nice. But, uh, yeah, um, I saw some new Camuses and, like, sitting in yeah. those, and I was like, these are so nice. So, yeah, I'd say Phoenix and Camus are probably my my go-to right now if I if I had to yeah. pick a brand-new boat to, to buy. Uh, a, I was in a Falcon that I really, really like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been in any Falcons. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I've been in one one time, and I was I, – I was – pretty impressed but uh it's there's not very many that i've been in that i've been like nah, i just i don't like it that much but uh, yeah kind of like them all <laughs> yeah i did i'm with you well and i even considered those expresses too man I, yeah just talking to some guys around that i had uh, jake latondris come on the podcast and he's a he's a uh, elite series camera guy and we kind of went through a couple of different boats and and uh um as far as like bang for your buck i think he even said the other day on social media too he's like that thing i have been in some serious water in in that their big 21 foot <laughs> express and he's like it wasn't it was it handled it it's not like it was a, a situation where i felt like i was uh in any danger maybe it wasn't as comfortable as a ride right in some of some other fiberglass boats which just makes sense but uh dude that's something that i really considered the problem is inventory they're so hard to find and i've never been in one and I, i'd like to to uh find somebody but someone in our, our local bass club just actually uh they should be getting it this fall uh, they put on order a uh, the 19 foot express with the 200 on it and so i'm curious to see what that thing that thing's like because um yeah, man. I, I think that it's kind of catching up, you know, as far as the uh, uh, fiberglass trend goes. 
or the aluminum trend going to the fiberglass. Yeah, yeah, they've they've definitely made some some big leaps in the last few years. I mean, they the front decks on a lot of those are are massive now. They've Im- improved storage with with what they can do there, and I think the rides have improved. I haven't been in too many of them, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm impressed. Um, but a, a lot of the big water stuff, uh, a lot of it comes down to uh, to how you drive the boat too. So that's mm-hmm. that's it's good to know that it can handle it. But I've definitely been in some some big 21 foot fiberglass boats, and we're spearing waves left and right for, as a co angler. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's I think that's so true. Is uh, people get a um, uh, a thought in, the, in their mind on on how a boat's supposed to act in rough water but uh i think you gotta spend enough time with that boat that i, th- I could really see a difference uh you know some boats have such a good bow lift uh that you can really stay on top of stuff and then uh there's boats that don't and you just have to be cognizant of that and drive the boat accordingly um that's been my experience too is it's more more about the driver in some situation than it is the actual boat itself. And, uh, I'm sure I I've fished some stuff as a co-angler too. And I've seen that, uh, firsthand in some of the opens, uh, I fished as a, as a co-angler last year and then fished the Toyota series this year on the boater side. But like, I, there were some times where, uh, I was in a boat that I know was a good rough water boat where I was, I was, have been comfortable in rough water. And then the guys trimmed out flying just like dude you need to trim down right now and and put the put the nose down and chop these things because we're we are getting beat up like this is not fun (laughs) yeah yeah i've been in some of those situations too and it's especially if you're in a single console boat as a co-angler it gets a little scary hang on tight i guess but uh exactly yeah it, it has a lot to do with the driver that's for sure well, we'll kind of get into wrapping things up here. Um, what has been your favorite part about building this and kind of looking to work in the fishing and, and outdoor space? What's been your favorite part with all of this so far? Um, so far, the, the the biggest thing I've liked is uh, just learning more about like the marketing side of it all. Uh, how facebook works and instagram works and um, just like google seo stuff um that has been like i've i've really liked that um going through this um analytical side of it yeah yeah and and going through the the analytics of the website what's working what's not working going the analytics of the the facebook and instagram posts that we make and the response we're getting through them and oh if we tweak it this way or, you know, whatever it may be. It's a whole world that I've never really had any experience in. So it's just, it's all new to me. I'm learning a ton. It helps to have uh, Bart involved. It helps to have my sister involved with uh, her marketing experience that she has and, and kind of leaning on them on uh, learning as much as I can as we, as we go here. Yeah, dude, I like that. I I mean, it kind of, to me, I, I don't know, I guess I don't, view myself as like a super creative person i'm kind of more along the lines of numbers and um i like when something is black and white and not necessarily gray area but with what you're saying right like even social media posts and the way that you can uh, analyze things and look at use all these tools it gives you more of a sense of black and white with those things like well this worked this didn't work. We know that we should do more things like this rather than having to be like, well, what if we try, you know, you kind of, you kind of can actually use some real world numbers with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and as the, the traffic continues to grow, it's just a bigger and bigger sample size and we're dialing it in more and more. I like it, man. Spoken like a, like an engineer. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what would you say as your just start through this whole process and building this thing. And I'm sure this was a ton of, a ton of time and effort into all this, but what is your biggest piece of advice to someone looking to build something kind of in this, in this space and uh, go through uh, all your, all your processes? What has been uh, something that you wish you would have kind of known in the beginning and could give someone? Um, 
some things I wish I would have known. Um, I wish I would have known. I wish we, my sister and I both would have known a little bit more about um, the web hosting side of it all. Uh, we went with a more generic hosting website. Uh, our first go around, we actually ended up having to uh, delete the whole website and start over because we had some uh, security issues. So web security was definitely uh, something that we learned the hard way. So, and that was a little bit involved with our, our hosting website and how we had things set up. So we went uh, a different route uh, for the current version of the website that we have, but that, that set us back a long ways. Um, but other ad- advice, just to, if somebody's looking to, to start some sort of a website or whatever it may be, it's uh, uh, figure out like uh, what you're good at and what you're not good at. I mean, I wasn't good at web design, so I went and found somebody that was good at web design and, and partnered up on this thing. So it just happened to be my sister. So it worked out really well. And I was living in her basement. She was upstairs and we could work every night on it. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, that was a big thing was I had the idea, sat down for probably one day and looked at designing a website, realized uh, probably wasn't going to be able to do it without a ton of work. And uh, looped her, looped her in on it, partnered up, and uh, here we are. So I think that's a that's a pretty good uh, that's some pretty good advice. I'd say is just know what your your strengths are and your weaknesses, and, and try to find someone else to fill them if you, if you need to. Yeah, I think that's great advice to anyone building a business. Um, hire hire your weaknesses. I mean, know enough to where you're dangerous um, with something, but I you're just shooting yourself in the foot, trying to necessarily push on something that you're not kind of naturally into or good at. And, uh, you can spend your time better working on what you're good at and hire that stuff out or find a partner, um, that can, uh, that can facilitate that kind of stuff. So I think that's some great advice, man. Um, as a closing, I wanted to ask your personal best large mouth, small mouth, spotted bass. If you've caught all those and where you were, when you caught them, what you caught them on? Um, Largemouth was a, a six pounder at a small lake in, in Minnesota on a swim jig. Nice. Spring. Ooh, that's fine. Um, yeah, that was a good one. A good Minnesota fish, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Smallmouth was um, five pounds on Malax on a Ned rig. And uh, spotted bass is probably 14 inches, probably <laughs> on uh, uh, either Kentucky Lake or, or uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Gotcha, man. Very cool. Yeah. Haven't uh, spent a lot of time targeting them. <laughs> no, and like it's such a so I ask every everyone I have on the show about that, and it's funny because um, the majority of guys it's like spotted bass 13 inches, you know, because it's like you, you go to these places, like I mean if you catch a three pounded spotted bass in Kentucky Lake, like that's a, that's a big one. Um, and you don't see that. And, and there's a couple like, you know, your little pockets in Alabama and then you kind of go to like Hartwell and South Carolina, that kind of area. And then obviously like you have the California, the big spots, um, out there, but it's, uh, they're kind of an interesting species to me and it's something that I, I just like them. So it's, it's, they're just, uh, you know, kind of bait chasing fish that just are, um, aggressive and uh it's kind of interesting to hear everyone's thoughts but they're yeah like in most of those fisheries there's not very many of them and if you're weighing them in in a tournament you're in trouble <laughs> like most of the time if you're catching spots yeah yeah when i caught them it was definitely by accident <laughs> i was not going for them and uh I had to look at it for a while is this a spot or is this a small largemouth or you know just not used to catching them ever yeah the tongue patch and everything else but yeah. um Man, well, how can folks listening and, and watching the YouTube uh, show follow along with Bass Boat Marketplace? Um, any social media or website stuff? Kind of drop that stuff now so folks can follow along. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram as Bass Boat Marketplace. You can follow along there, and then you can see any boats that get listed on the website get posted on there, and then uh, the website BassBoatMarketplace.com. Um, so you can go on there, list boats, and find boats for sale. Uh, we're working on launching a tournament directory that'll be uh, a nationwide tournament directory that uh, you can filter down your search and, and try to find some stuff through there. So that's stuff we're we're uh, working on this fall. Very cool, kind of some information. Yeah, I was looking through some of those different uh, 
uh, sidebars you kind of have set up or, or top kind of scrolling things. And I was uh, curious about the tournament one. So that's a good idea. And it kind of keeps people uh, informed and coming back and, and looking, uh, looking tournaments and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. People, people are always asking for when tournaments are locally, I see it all the time. So I, I figured I'd, it's easy enough to just integrate with what we currently have and um, similar theme, making it nationwide and you can filter down through your specific state or, you know, as far as you want to go on filtering it down once, uh, once we get rolling on that here, but uh, yeah, it's a cool idea. We got a couple ideas like that and looking to kind of integrate them through the next year or so. Awesome, man. Well, I will uh, provide all the links guys in the show description as always um, to, to click on those things. I would uh, encourage you to check out Bass Boat Marketplace. And if you are uh, in the market for a boat and or looking to sell your boat, um, check out some of the features they have and it'll be cool to uh, to see all the expansions. I'm excited for kind of the stuff uh, you're looking to uh, incorporate here in the future and keep growing, man. I'm, uh, it'll be a cool thing to follow for sure. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Michael. All right, man. Well, I uh, want to be respectful of your time, and I appreciate you taking the time out. So I will uh, go ahead and get this thing wrapped up. But thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. All right. See ya. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Searsanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.